0: This is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the say has been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city of Houston, Texas standing behind us. We've been waiting on this one for 10 years. Sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. But now we're focused and we're showing no fear. When we blast through the tunnel, you hear the crowd cheer. Deep steel blue, rally red, all the liberty white. We can't up and ready to fight. We are the mighty Houston, Texas, and we don't play. So now I guess it's only one thing to say, baby. Hey,
1: Alright, welcome to Texans Unfiltered. It's me, the Garnet Texan. I've got Brad with me today. Um, James is out of town in California, so we're going to kind of do things a little bit differently this week. We're going to have an instant reaction podcast. This one will be a little bit shorter, but hopefully it'll kind of hold you all over because there's going to be a little bit of a delay before we get the the main show going. And then I believe James, uh, young Ari Gold, is going to do a do an interview podcast tomorrow night. So you should get three shows this week, which should be pretty cool. So how you doing, Mr. Brad?
2: Doing well. Just wrapped up that crazy Monday night football game. Um, I'm glad we decided to uh, wait to record till afterwards so he could see that just so he could witness insanity. And that was basically just the most insane NFL game I've ever seen. It was like watching. I kept saying it's like watching a big 12 football game, you know, tons of points, no defense.
1: Dude, it was almost like a basketball game. I think we've kind of talked about this before. I think that's The direction the NFL truly is going to go. More offense. I bet you more people watch this game. They haven't released the ratings quite yet, but they probably will in the next 15 minutes or so. And it's probably been one of the higher rated games on Monday night in a very long time. And it was entertaining. I just think this is what we're in for.
2: Yeah, and like you said, um, you know, this is what the advertisers want to have no doubt. And this is what ESPN wants, especially whenever they've been struggling, you know, they struggled with numbers last year, kind of declining. Um, you know, it just makes for a more exciting product, you know, just like baseball started it with the home run ball, um, you know, and then basketball moved to the three point the pointer, you know, Splash Brothers. Um, and so it's just uh everybody go deep, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh reminds me of like playing on the, you know, playing in the backyard when you're a kid, it's like uh, everybody wanted to go deep.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of the basic philosophy behind both Andy Reid's and Sean McVay's offense. Um, Just get their players to go out there and go play, and you see what happens. I mean, it's what Belichick did for defenses and why defenses were able to take this leap, and now we're beginning to see it on the offensive side of the ball, so it's pretty exciting. It's crazy, and it's a great kind of contrast to the type of game that we just watched between the uh, Washington football club is that what we're calling them um and the Texans or, or if you still want to call them the Redskins I don't particularly care when way or the next um but the, both the Texans and the Redskins are kind of going going into the game we're kind of known to muddy up games so great great
2: contrast yeah that was uh definitely you know a yin versus yang for sure uh you know a grind them out game to just a, an absolute shootout and it was uh you know, the you know, going to the Texas games, you know, the first quarter was great. You know, it's like, oh, sweet. We're going to have another one of those games like against the Dolphins. you I'm going to drop 40 on them. Um, and then just they hit a brick wall. Dude,
1: who was it on Discord? Nacho? Somebody, somebody straight up jinxed it. I um, believe it was Nacho. I'm trying to give him Nacho Day. We had a pretty good chat going on during the game.
2: Yeah, Nacho Day, bro.
1: Yeah, Nacho Day, bro. He went to the toilet. And so we told him we all had to come move back. But a shout out to Og Day. Is that Og Duck Scout? And Wheat Thin and Genetizer? Dude, y'all, seriously, some of these game names. <laughs> they need to come with a, uh, pronunci- um, a pronunciation guide. But no, a really good chat. We're beginning to tease Nacho Daybro that he could not get up from the toilet. Because as soon as he, uh, he moved, the, uh, the sky started to fall.
2: Yeah, so guys, if you guys don't know, just out there, uh, we do have a live chat going on during games in our Discord, and even uh, for we have an NFL live. So during another NFL games, uh, we also have live. So we had live during the Monday Night Football. So that's what what we're talking about here. Uh, it's it's great fun. Hope you get involved. Thanks to all the people that have gotten involved so far. Um, it's kind of cool to see the contrast of opinions and things and the the reactions and how everybody takes it a little bit differently during the live. Uh, but it's all it's all in good fun. So. Uh, hopefully you could join us uh next Monday night for um for the live stream the live chat there in discord uh you know it, again it, a wins a win as we say but it wasn't pretty um and do you really have any idea where uh the rails went off for the offense
1: don't you enjoy didn't you enjoy my my long way around to get it to a promo for our discord um and then for as for where the rails went off on the offense I it really started once the uh, interior of the offensive line started to get hurt. As soon as Kalamate got hurt and Mance came in, and Mance had played pretty well previously, but for whatever reason—not whatever reason—it's because the Redskins actually have a pretty good defense. Once that happened, it felt like it just threw off the entire rhythm of
2: the offense. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I think I think you're right. Once we had, you know, whenever you come in with seven offensive linemen and two of them get hurt within the first quarter. Um, you know, or the first half, I don't know the exact times. Um, it's definitely going to put a hamper into your offensive plans, especially especially if you have game plan already, you know, built around those five offensive linemen. Um, you know, so you kind of have to go on the fly based upon who has to move around to those positions. Um, you know, you have to rely a lot more on the tight ends. And as we saw, Ryan Griffin blew. It was one of the worst, worst blocks I have ever seen, or at least attempts to blocks I had ever seen uh, whenever the Texans were in second down on their six-yard line um he he whiffed on Kerrigan uh you know so whenever you have offensive woes and we've already had offensive woes and it's hard enough without the injuries and I think I agree that that's whenever things went down and then uh, it looked like DW4 just kind of pressed it from there
1: Deshaun's biggest flaw sometimes is he does try to do too much I think that he starts to press and you could really start to see it as that game kind of went on when Deshaun's having fun and he's just playing loose and playing natural he's phenomenal. When he tries to press, it affects his entire game. Everything from decision making to his accuracy. It's one of those things that um the Clemson fans tried to warn us about. They talked about him coming off his first ACL tear. When he first came back, he was playing like he had something to prove. And he was horrible the first three games, but Clemson was so good it didn't really matter. And then as he kind of settled down and started to play within himself, he he plays better. So we're kind of still in that that stage with him. There's times where he can completely flip a game on his own, and he's going to win us a lot more games than he loses us. But at the same time, he's got to sometimes just take what the defense gives you. I mean, not that, our, not that the defense really gave us a whole bunch from the first viewing, but some of those interceptions were totally on Deshaun, and we hadn't said that for a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, and it was, you know, it kind of gives Texas fans hopefully that were like, man, this, you know, this conservative calls are just really, you know, killing me with Bob here, um, you know, and but the thing is, is whenever they don't turn the ball over, they have a much better uh outlook for the game you know they squeaked it out in the end here but they were very lucky with squeaking that one out uh the defense came up clutch in the end i think that the Redskins should have gone for it instead of trying to kick the field goal but uh you take what you can give you um you know they've had a couple of coaching blunders help them with wins this this year and you just have to be in a position where you can win from that so uh but it wasn't all bad and we're not going to dive too deep into the game it's kind of a first reaction uh podcast as we said so there were some great things from that that in the game you know the dw four to the nuke touchdown pass was a thing of beauty, uh, for for example. It was good to see that uh, Lamar Miller had a good game. You know, I had predicted that they'd have 150 yards rushing. They ended up at about 140 as a team. Uh, and then the tight ends got involved early as well. And so uh, a lot of the things we thought was going to happen happened in the first quarter. It just not able to, uh, for whatever reason, wasn't able to continue throughout the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. There was a lot of good. It just kind of, we kind of grinded to the halt. It was almost... As though Bill O'Brien's game plan was to get the lead and to count on that crazy stat that the Redskins don't do uh, lead changes. But at the same time, he's also, the way that the game's being called is a way to protect Deshaun. We all kind of know, no matter how crazy this win streak has been, no matter how good or how bad Deshaun has played during this streak, if Deshaun gets hurt, that's the end. And Bill O'Brien really has done a better job of kind of 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 protecting him. And I think that our offense will probably evolve a little bit more and we'll get a little bit more aggressive when we get to the point where it's kind of like, hey, you've got to you got to go out there and you got to risk your quarterback. There's still a lot of season left to play.
2: Yeah. And again, there was a lot of, a lot of good that we saw the signs. We saw the glimpses, right? So Kiki was back and having Kiki just opened up the offense a lot more, especially in the first half. I think Kiki ended up with like 77 yards or something along that line. Um, you know, so, and, you know, I think when you, when you see what in, what is in store for us for the rest of the season, I would hope that we look at the first quarter rather than the last three from the offensive perspective. But then that brings us to the defense. The defense had a fantastic game, pretty much all game. Um, and I read a great stat that this was the first time since uh, uh, I'll find it first time you know since like 2006 that they've had five defensive players with five five total sacks each or so 1.0 sack each. So um, you know Clowney, Watt, Merciless, Matthew, and Jackson all had sacks. So it was just a great showing overall. And as we say, uh, as I like to say, hashtag and Romeo, we trust,
1: dude. It's been absolutely amazing what Romeo has done with the defense this year. We did a. Uh, we, we started off kind of like the Patriots. The Patriots always take a couple of games to get into gear. But once we have, right now the defense has definitely won us several, several games.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know how we've gotten 11 minutes into this without talking about a 101-yard touchdown return and uh, the Honey Badgers' reaction to that. What do you think about that?
1: Dude, he's right. I am very, very glad that Justin Reed fell to the third round. But how the hell did he fall to the third round?
2: I don't know. But I I I said the same thing with Justin Reed today. I was like, Honey Badger I tweeted out, I was like, Honey Badger's right. You're a first rounder, but thank God he fell to us in the third, you know? Like just this this kid has looks looks like he beat all pro. Um, he made some great tackles yesterday as well. And, um, you know, Pat D I don't agree with him on everything, but like he did point out that I, I was rewatching some game tape that the official scores really screwed Reed, uh, and Jackson both out of a couple tackles yesterday. So I think their games were even better than they showed up on paper, but, um, it was also great to see, you know, Texas posted as like, I find a teammate that looks at you the way that honey badger does whenever you're running back a touchdown that, was, you know, it was good to see that passion too.
1: Yeah, I've got a question for you, though. Do you think the way that Justin Reed has played has made the Honey Badger expendable next offseason?
2: No, I I think it's the opposite. I think the improvements in the... I think the improvements on the defense, especially in the secondary and, and the safeties, is probably a testament to Honey Badger. I think Honey Badger... I don't see how we don't resign him. Um, you know, I think he's bought into the system. I think, you know, like he literally was interviewed today and said, so "I told those guys last night, I love him." You know, I think he loves his time here. Obviously, when you are winning, everything feels great, but you know, uh, he's a really passionate guy, and I think they just all gel. And I think what I, to, we kind of discussed this last week is the difference between last year and this year and the safeties is him being there, and I think he's had that uh, that effect, and I, I would love to see him back.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean. Even you talk about winning makes it easy, but when we started o three o and three, it was very very easy for those wheels to come off, and they didn't. If nothing else, um, the Sean's little rant after the Titans game about getting off the train, just stay off it or whatnot. I I, I don't remember it, but it was pretty much if you are, hop off the bandwagon if you aren't if you aren't with them. And I think that a lot of that attitude has been brought in by honey badger and i mean you've always had jj and people say the same thing about deshaun but all those personalities the way that they've worked together have created a very strong core that can kind of weather the bad
2: yeah and i think it's a testament to the coaching and i really do think it's a testament to romeo um you know bill o'brien was asked you know he he went on a long rant today i won't read the whole thing but not a rant but a long statement today just about you know how special romeo is and i think he increases that you know, he, he, he breeds that culture and his players will fight and die for him on defense, you know, literally, not literally speaking, but, uh, you know, uh, and I think he, they all buy into whatever he's selling. You know, we've, we talked about Clowney uh, being, not being, being okay with not being the main guy, even though he's an absolute freak and could be, um, you know, from top to bottom on the defense, especially, they just all seem to be buying into that system. And uh, whenever you can find someone that fits in that system as perfectly as Honey Badger does, and then now looks like Reed does, hopefully you see them for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's just the, you take the versatility for them, the ability to move Matthew around and Jackson around to match what we already had on our defensive line. They're making our corners look a hell of a lot better than the the corners have actually played. So it's, it's a great mix and I hope they keep it together. But. Again, we'll see. Hopefully, everybody continues to keep it up. And I think the best quote about uh, Romeo Cornell was was he's the stern old stern old grandfather. You know that uh, he'll always be there for you, but you sure as hell don't want to disappoint him.
2: Yeah, it's it's a great quote. It fits him. Hib's personality his look. It fits everything well. Um, you know, I think it's a. I'm. I was so happy. I was really bummed whenever he was. He was kind of put you know, as a assistant coach last year. So I'm glad he's back where I think he belongs. I think him and Wade Phillips are the best defensive minds of, you know, the modern era, you know, at least of the last 10 years or so, you know, they both had 40 plus year or 30 plus year careers, So there's a lot to go on there, but uh, I, we're just very lucky to have them. No, act, I
1: mean, I completely understand that the assistant head coach last year is they didn't want to lose him. I mean, even the way the Ravels coach this year, I think maybe they, I I, I really don't get, the spell that Vrabel puts on people where they think that he is just irreplaceable or this
2: great leader of men. The proof is in the pudding, as they say, right? Um, and so uh, the Romeos has had better, better results with the same tools. Uh, and I think it it goes back to Vrabel just coming down the Patriots organization. You know, we talked about, you know, we were talking about Josh McDaniels maybe coming in as a possible replacement, you know, who would like to see his replacement. I think you're probably right that most pe- most coaches out of the, Pages organization are a little oversold because of the heritage. Um, you know, so, and I, I understand why the Texas made the decision last year, but I'm, I'm just glad. I just love Romeo. I've always have. Um, and so I just couldn't be happier. And the defense seems to love them too. And they just go out there and fight. Um, you know, it's, it's really a treat to watch the defense play. And hey, uh, Scarlet showed up big time when we needed some linebacker play. Cunningham didn't show up. What I, I, didn't travel with the team? I'm sorry. Um, and Oja Ford couldn't travel with the team either because of injuries. And so Scarlet with a huge pick down the stretch.
1: Dude, Scarlet had a
2: monster game. I mean, isn't wasn't he playing out
1: of position? He usually play, he's an outside linebacker and. Was he not playing special our inside?
2: Uh, they had him moving around a lot, but he did play a lot of inside. So they were moving both him and Merciless around uh, really well, I think. And again, I think that's just the game plan. They knew that they could get, uh, I think R- Romeo knew that he could shake up uh, the, the offense a little bit by uh, putting pressure on him. So he was doing a lot of things.
1: And I know this is kind of out of order, but seriously, why on earth? What What do we do with Ryan Griffin? What do I mean, what do we hope? What do we hope?
2: I literally screamed whenever I saw him miss that block on Kerrigan. And, I, I like, how do you miss that block? How do you not chip him? How do you not? But he went for the legs. I'm like, you're a freaking tight end. He's a linebacker. You're the same size. Oh, man. You know, our goal was right. He just doesn't need to be on the field with our two young tight ends. If they're, if they're healthy, he just does not need to be on the field. And after yesterday, I agree. I've
1: been trying to figure it out all season. He hasn't been on the same page as the Sean. From game one till now, between blocking and passing, yeah, occasionally he makes a catch, but occasionally so do the uh, the younger guys. And, I mean, the Jordans can't really block any better than him, but at least they could potentially improve. At this point, he's just kind of shown what he is. And I seriously think that Deshaun must have stole his lunch money or did something, because between the miscommunications on the routes... And the poor blocking. I don't really know what he's what what's going on out there. Ryan Griffin has shown to be a better player than this in the past. Is he still shook up from the concussions? I just I don't get it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a head scratcher. Um, you just you know he's a smart kid. I know he's he had like you said he has shown flashes in the past of of getting it and and contributing. Um, but I'm hopefully they're giving him some hell for that block because uh that made that game. If they score a touchdown there, I think that's a completely different game uh, because that removes some pressure from, from DW four, you know, maybe he's backs it off a little bit and a little better. We maybe don't have missed kicks. I mean, who knows? We can play the maybes all day, but you just can't make that. You can't miss that on second and goal from the six yard line. Uh, You can't dive for a linebacker's legs and just whiff.
1: And now I agree with you. I just head scratcher. And then are we beginning to be worried about Demarius Thomas?
2: No, and I, so, you know, they were, they asked uh, Bob about this, and like he, he obviously, they obviously scripted those three, those two plays at the beginning of the game last week or two weeks ago to get him involved. Um, And so I think they just didn't script anything specifically for him this time. And Bob's like, look, it's a complex system. It's going to take him time to adjust. I think he's definitely going to get some catches, but, you know, pretty much the entire passing game stalled after the first quarter. So can we really say it was him? Uh, You know, the, the tight ends didn't really get involved after that either. Um, So it was just kind of the offense as a whole. Uh, So I put that more just on, you know, the injuries at the line and then just them not executing down the stretch uh, to open up the offense a little bit more. I think he'll be fine though.
1: Yeah. I, we've talked about it before. When people talk about the complications of the Bill O'Brien offense, a lot of the complications are the receivers are asked to learn a little bit more. They're asked to, understand coverages and demarius thomas definitely knows how he's a seasoned pro it just takes a little bit of time getting in sync
2: yeah it's all the route options that they have to learn right um and and i think it's just going to take him some time to get to get I, and a lot of it i think is just going to get some practice in with Deshaun, that Deshaun feels comfortable looking for him as a safety outlet which uh, uh you know we are hoping he also does for our tight ends
1: my understanding from one of the guys that it, From one of my friends that played, uh, the problem with option routes isn't necessarily that y'all both see it, but it's, do y'all both see it at the same time? So if it's just a second later to process it, completely throws off your route. And that's part of the difficulty with it. So again, Demarius will be fine. Um, He'll be fine when we need him to be fine. Right now, this is kind of the stretch where he can kind of really start to learn. And it wouldn't surprise me if towards the end of the year, he has a couple of big blow up games.
2: I think it's going to come down to, uh, I think it's going to come down to him just getting in, in some reps during practice with, with, with Deshaun and just getting comfortable. And then how worried are we about Kaimi Fairbairn? So this is a heated discussion on uh, Reddit and on Twitter and things like that. I don't blame him for, you know, he's missed five kicks this year. Um, and I think three of them weren't his fault. Um, you know, I, the the fifty one yarder that he hit yesterday, John Weeks, uh, it was the, the snap was a little high and in, uh, but I think Trevor Daniels is the real problem. I think he needs to get better at 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 getting the hold down properly. Um, you know, we had a laces in miss earlier this year. Um, but Kiami is the franchise scoring leader after ten games in a season with eighty nine. I saw that stat today. I was like, well, oh, even with the five misses and and an extra couple extra point misses, so. Uh, I'm not worried yet, but I think as a whole, the three players, the deep snapper, the holder, and the kicker, all need to spend the entire week working on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Fair feels like he misses more often than he does. And I, that may just be we're like beated, beat dogs when it comes to special teams, or we're used to having horrible kickers, or he's fine. I think that at one point there was. Again, this isn't a heavily researched podcast. Uh, This is more reactions. But at one point this season, he was leading the NFL in the amount of field goals he had kicked. If he was really having a meltdown, if we really couldn't trust him, then we wouldn't be in the position we currently
2: are in. Yeah, and like I said, he has 89 points through 10 games. That's that's a lot of points. Of course, if he hits those other five that he's missed and a couple of extra points, he's up over 100 points, and it's even crazier stat. But that he has been stressed. There has been a lot of stress on him this year. He has won several games with his foot alone, you know. Um, And then I think the big thing is he makes the longer kicks look kind of easy sometimes, and the shorter kicks look a little harder. Um, But you know, the field at uh, the field's terrible at uh, FedEx Field. It always has been. It's a really tough place to kick. Um, So I give him a little bit of leeway on that. You know, I would say of the two he missed, one was on him and one was on, you know, either a little bit, the snap was a little high, plus the the hold was a little low. I mean, a little slow. Um, You know, the one he shanked, that one. Uh, And then, you know, it's just one of those things that You hope that they're there for the postseason. And to this point, he hasn't shown you enough to worry, I don't think. And again, they're winning. And so they're doing just enough to pull it off. And so uh, hopefully that just gives him a little confidence that his team's got his back.
1: What did you think of uh, DeAndre? Is it DeAndre or DeAndrew? I've now seen both. Uh, DeAndre Carter.
2: Uh, you know, he only really had the, you know, I, I, the one 15 yard punt return he had, I thought was great. I was really pumped. I popped it in our discordant, uh, live game, like sweet. That's what we got him for. And then pretty much the rest of the game, uh, it was the, the both punters were really bad yesterday, uh, for both teams. And then, you know, the kickoffs all just went into the end zone. So we didn't see him return a kick. I don't think, but I don't think he only really had one punt return. So, uh. It didn't, it didn't enough, but I, just like we thought he wasn't going to be injured, he's just not going to be introduced into the offense. Uh, if we see Demarius Thomas struggling, what do you think about, you know, a guy his age trying to come into this tough offense and get involved? You know, I don't think we're going to see him in the offense at all, really, until maybe late in the season or if there's an injury.
1: Yeah, if Kiki gets hurt and they have to drop hit- Carter in, you're just going to see pop passes and him in motion. He's going to be more of a decoy. I mean, they'll have to to hand it off to him or do one of those little quick shovel passes just or pop pass or whatever the hell you want to call it. They're going to have to do a couple of those just so other teams don't think of him may only as a decoy, but he'll be predominantly as a decoy.
2: Yep. Yep. And you know, it's one of those things uh, we're just, hopefully we won't even need him, Right. We're hoping that all of our guys, the rest of our guys stay healthy. Uh, Damaris Thomas gets involved in the offense and the, the tight ends, our young tight ends, start stretching the field. You know, like I said, Lamar Miller was a big standout yesterday. He had, was great in the passing game and the run game. Uh, the, the team is a whole dominated run defense, I mean run offense, even with uh, the injuries at line. So there was still a lot to be, be proud about for that game, you know, and a win's a win. Uh, and so – I think that's all I really have on the game, the first reactions, and I want you know we don't want to, we have two more shows this week, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But uh, one thing I did want to drop in and just say, uh, and give a plug to Texans fans and uh, Barry and Fall State, uh, also known as Brett Coleman of Our Texans, as we say uh, on Reddit, he posted today that we should all do eleven for eleven, so eleven dollars for Alex Smith, and so we have that posted up on our site, and you can uh, you can you can go donate $11 to Alex Smith and read the whole story about that. Um, Have you seen that? And and what do you think about that?
1: Oh, I think that's awesome. I think it's one of the classiest things that has been done in a while. Um, And I'm glad that it's been retweeted out there and put on Reddit and had a lot of reactions. And I hope that it actually trends Alex Smith for as much shit as he's always received as being kind of like a slightly above average quarterback. he's He's a real good guy. I mean, he was never dramatic. I've never, uh, he's probably the most replaced quarterback, always having to come in with a younger guy behind him. There was never any drama with him. So, dude deserves better. I mean, it's part of football. Injuries happen. It's a, a small thing that we can do that'll kind of, you know, help him out, help his foundation out, get him in the news, we hope.
2: Yeah, it's great. You know, like uh, we said, you know, there are tweets not trending yet, but we have, uh, you know, you've got a ton of likes and re- retweets. And um, so there are ways to donate. Go to TexansUnfiltered.com. It's the lead story there. We have all the links and all the backstory. If you go or even hit up the Texans subreddit, uh, reddit.com slash r slash r slash uh texans so one slash r slash r texans. again that's all on texasunfilter.com be easier to get to um because we do want to give credit to the guys who started this and got the things moving and there's a whole slew of texas fans i can't wait to see how much people have donated uh and i think it's uh you know spread to washington Washington fans are the ones giving us the most uh feedback and my only thing in return for them is like just beat the cowboys this week and we'll be good dude washington fans are actually pretty pretty intense so Good for them. Hopefully, they take
1: it and just run with it, and hell, beat the Cowboys. Please beat the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, I'm a Colt McCoy fan, so I'm I'm, I'm happy to see him playing again. So uh, I was worried yesterday, um, but with Colt McCoy, so I think they're going to be in good. I think they still have a chance to do some damage. Uh, you know, make him he can channel his inner TJ Yates and get him into uh, deep into the playoffs.
1: Colt always has a habit of surprising people, so. He's, he's been on a run before. There's a reason why they've kept him around for as long as they have. And I honestly thought he was a, a better quarterback than he's gotten credit for in the NFL. So we'll see. Well, Brad, I want to say uh, congratulations on the uh, new website launch. It looks fantastic. It's pretty cool. Hopefully we can get some more people in there and start to, to really interact with it. Do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about it and a lot of its uh, features?
2: Yeah, guys. So the, the website has launched dot com. Uh, right now. It's, it's not super bare, but it's not, uh, you know, we're still building out a lot of the features we're, we're slowly rolling out features right now. The big thing, we do have online forums there. So if Discord's not your thing, but you still want to get involved, uh, dot and you hit the little menu across the top and you can join the forums and get involved there. Um, and then we, I'm tr- the thing I have in the few, I have in mind for this, um, the site is to make this a single pane of glass for everything Texans. So if you want to know what people are saying about Texans on Twitter or what Texans players are saying, we have the live feed across the top of the screen at the top menu. The live feed literally gives you right now, it is a Twitter feed of every single te- Texans players, Twitter. Um, and, and then the official Texans uh, uh, news, at, news outlets and um, reporters. So like Drew, Drew Doherty and uh, deep slant, and uh, all that sort of things, and so uh, we're going to again. We're it. It is new. We are tweaking it. We are going to get better with it, um, and we're going to. We need your feedback. So if you have any feedbacks, please drop that in the forums or in the Discord. Uh, we're going to grow this into something. We're again. I'm working some awesome things in the back backend uh, to scrape some data directly from the NFL, and we're hoping to do really cool things with that. Uh, but you know, we'll be adding probably. You know, it's not this. You know, we all have full time jobs. We can't make it a new site, but we'll do our best to get some cool information, share things like you know, today, like the Alex, uh, the Alex Smith charity drive. Um, and so hopefully we can make this a real community, but it's going to take the, it's going to take participation from you guys. So I, uh, to make it something special. So hopefully you guys join in. Um, and again, we'll update more as we go, as we add features. But uh, I'm working on adding things every day, um, and it's cool getting the feedback from the folks in Discord uh, to help us kind of guide it where it's going to be. We're going to have things like um, member reward systems. We're going to have member achievements. You're going to be able to post your own blogs, and if you can submit your blog post to us, you, you know, it's think of it as like a social network for the Texans. But if your blog post is good enough, and we want to feature it, we'll feature it right there on the front page, and we'll drop, you know, we're we're always going to drop uh, names and take uh, questions from folks uh and and drop you on the on the discord again we know that we're not the only ones who know about, a lot about the texans we know some of you have some great info and some hot takes and we want to hear about that and the only, if you, you can submit that and work and be a part of this community and you can do it right there from uh, texansunfiltered.com
1: next thing up is that we're really proud about is the discord the discord um
2: for those of you that
1: are not familiar with discord uh Brad would you kind of like would you mind telling them the difference between that versus going on Reddit versus going on the forums?
2: Yeah. So discord is a real time chat. Um, and it's not just, uh, you know, it's chat like you would be, you know, AOL instant messenger back in the day or Facebook messenger now, but it's a, it's a chat server with different channels. So we have like a Texans channel. We have a college football channel. We have an NFL live channel. Um, we have a game day channel, you know, where we have our game day chats. Uh, so you can kind of, uh, See how the conversations would go, um, you know. And again, it's something people pop in all day, all throughout the day at their work. Some people want all the time. I have it open pretty much twenty four seven on all my devices. There's mobile apps. Um, there's a web app. There's an app you can install on compu- on a PC on a Mac. I'm actually going to do a, uh, a just a quick overview video in the next couple of days for the folks that have no idea what Discord is, and this sounds really crazy and difficult to use. It's not. Um, hopefully I can get, I'll show you how to you know, download the app and join up with our server and get involved. But again, if that's just too much for you, you can always just go to texansunfiltered.com and join the forums. So every channel we have in the forum, uh, every, f- every uh, forum we have on the forums uh, in every category, we also have a channel, a corresponding channel in the Discord. So I'll, there'll be a lot of overlap. And so there's, people aren't going to be left on, on either side.
1: Yeah, just kind of think of Discord as a gigantic group chat. You can join and leave groups. Um, And you can also see the history uh, group text message. There we go. So it's pretty cool. Um, A lot of, again, real time reactions going on to the game. And you can just kind of keep track of the ebbs and the flows. Um, And then finally, we've got Facebook again, right? We do? Maybe?
2: Yeah. So, uh, facebook.com slash Texans unfiltered. There was an old Texas Unfiltered. for some reason it's bugged and not currently available. If you're a member of that one, there's 300 plus members or followers of that one. And there's about 30 on the new one. Don't worry. We're merging those. It's going to take a couple of days. We're working with Facebook to get those merged and you don't have to do anything if you just like it. But with the Facebook, we're also, so like with the, um, with the charity drive today, we used, for the 11 for 11, we posted that on our Facebook and we actually, you can, and I could enter in Alex Smith's foundation as the charity. And then, so Facebook could take donations for us for the Alex Smith charity. So, um so again, the big thing is, is whatever we're going to, we're across whatever medium you like, you like Twitter, we're on Twitter. Um, You know, Houston FB pod, you like discord with interactions and being there immediately. We're there. You like Instagram. We're there too. Facebook. We're there. Um, and the you know the big things we also have our forums. Um, we eat, sleep, and breathe this. All of us are on all the time. Uh, you can see whenever people are on, a little, especially on Discord, a little green light. We have users on all all the time. So uh, if you're bored in the middle of the night and can't get some sleep, hop on Discord, and someone's probably going to be on there to chat with you about football.
1: Awesome. Well, as he uh, as he said, come find us on Discord. Come find us on Twitter. Come find us on Facebook. Come find us on Instagram. Pretty much we're everywhere. The only where place where I think we are still going by a Houston football pod or a Houston FB pod is Twitter. Everything else has now been switched over to Texans Unfiltered. And the only reason Twitter hasn't is because Twitter is dumb and Texans Unfiltered is too long. So maybe they'll extend usernames the way they have chat or characters. But we'll see. But as of right now, that's everything I got. Uh, Do you have anything else, Brad?
2: Uh, Just to let you guys know, remember we do have three podcasts this week. We had our first reaction with myself and John today. And then we have uh, James or Young Aria Gold with a special interview tomorrow. If you were on Discord, you'd know who it is, but we're going to keep that secret for now. Uh, So they'll be out. And then Wednesday, all three of us will be back for our regular old podcast. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And I'll let John sign it off. That's everything. Y'all have a good night.
1: Leave us some feedback. Let us know how you like. Having more than one show, or if you'd just rather have one super show every week where we actually put a lot more effort into the research and so forth.
2: Doesn't matter, Brian. Seven in a row, Brian. Here we are.
0: Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it one So we gonna go out here and show 'em how true we are, baby. Here we are. So you better get out the way, cause we coming for it. It's all for one and it's one for all. Let's go. Here we are. This is the time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up But not the boys on Kirby so you can pack it up Reliant Stadium is where you can find us With the whole city of Houston Texas standing behind us See we've been waiting This one for ten years, sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. But now we're focused and we're showing no fear. When we blast through the tunnel, you hear the crowd cheer. Deep steel, blue, riley red, all the liberty white. We came dressed up and ready to fight. We are the mighty Houston, Texas, and we don't play. So now I guess it's only one thing to say, baby. one second I say bulls on parade Got a mean D, and they on the hunt Opponents three and out, now they got a putt Applying pressure, applying pressure, you gotta watch Hands going in